We throw words around in church like surrender and trust, following Jesus, but a lot of times we don't know what that practically looks like in our day-to-day lives. How do you surrender a dream that seems like a good dream, a dream that you've spent so much time trying to bring to life? How do you trust God with something that's so close to your heart? Welcome to the show today. It is a big week on Dreamers and Disciples. I'm so glad you're here because this is release week for my first book, This Dream Is Not For You, Learn To Live By Letting Go. It's out as of September 12th, wherever you buy books. I'm so excited. This has been a day I've dreamed about for over two years, almost three years. And I just wanna say first and foremost, thank you to everyone who has pre-ordered the book, everyone who has listened to this podcast faithfully, you've championed this message of dreaming the way a disciple dreams with open hands of surrender. I really believe this is a timely and needed message for our culture and the church and our lives to really trust God with our whole heart. And so today I wanna give you an overview of what you're gonna learn in the book. But first I wanna tell you the story of the day my dream died. And this is actually something I talk about in the first chapter of the book. And it's really what set this whole journey in motion. So if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I spent many years, uh, over 14 years, almost 15 years as the worship pastor at Elevation Church. And growing up, I always dreamed about serving God through music. And that dream took on many different shapes over the years. Uh, When I was a teenager, I just wanted to be in a Christian rock band. I had all these heroes in Christian music that I wanted to be like. I wanted to release my own albums and my own songs. And then God took me on a journey of falling in love with worship music. And I had this dream that one day I'd be able to lead worship full time. And and I prayed that one day God would let me write songs that the world would sing and that would bless the church all over the globe. And that just seemed like such a lofty, far off dream. And then in 2007, I was asked by Pastor Stephen of Elevation Church to come on board and help lead the worship ministry at Elevation. It was just a year in as a church, meeting in one high school, actually two high schools when I came on staff. And so it was in the very beginning stages of the church. And I got to lead alongside my friends, Chris Brown and Mac Brock. And for the first seven years, I felt like I was living my dream. I was able to pastor the team as worship pastor. I was able to write songs, to record albums, to lead worship at this church where people's lives were being changed. I was able to see my life changed, my family's lives changed. Um, We had all three of our kids born in the first seven years of the church, and all of them had different medical situations and special needs, and God was taking us on a journey through that, but I was able to see them come to faith in Jesus Over the course of our time at the church, I was able to baptize them. God was doing amazing, amazing things. But early on, as the team was growing, as Elevation Worship was growing, I remember there was a meeting, it was on a Tuesday, and I talk about this in the book where Pastor Stephen sat down with me and he said, you know, Chris and Mac, they are amazing and gifted and anointed worship leaders and songwriters and vocalists. And he said, they're great at those things. He said, I think you're good at those things, but you have a lid. And 
I do think, though, that you have within you the gifting to be an amazing shepherd and teacher and pastor and leader. And one day you're going to have to decide, are you willing to let go of what you're good at, which is worship leading and singing and, you know, being on stage as a vocalist, one day you're going to have to decide, are you willing to let go of that, what you're good at, in order to take hold of what God has called you to be great at? And he really started to lead me on a process of laying down the dream that had defined me for years, for over two decades. And I remember going home that day because I saw where this was headed. I realized that oh, I'm not going to be able to play the part I always envisioned I would play. And even though I'd lived in so many amazing realities of that dream already, I felt like there was so much more in store. And I went home that day and I was frustrated. I was sad. I felt like that it was a funeral for my dream. And I I went upstairs. I barely spoke to, to my wife or to my kids. And I sat down at the foot of the bed and I was having one of those pity parties with God saying, God, why would I have to step back from this right when it's getting good, right when things are really starting to take off? And I looked at the foot of my bed and my Bible was open to where I'd been reading it that morning. And I just went and grabbed it. And I was like, well, let me, (laughs) let me see what God's word has to say. And I don't always recommend just randomly opening your Bible to get a word from God because there's some intense verses in the Bible and It might not always apply to your situation, but for me, it was where I'd been reading in my time with God, and I opened it up to the story where David wanted to build the temple, and he had this dream, this good dream to build the temple, and he had brought it to the prophet Nathan, and at first, Nathan was like, go do everything you have in mind, but then God spoke to Nathan to tell him that it wasn't for David to do It was for Solomon to do. So Nathan had to deliver a no to David's dream, a good dream, but it wasn't right for David. And so this is what I read in 1 Chronicles 28, verse 2. King David rose to his feet and said, Listen to me, my fellow Israelites, my people. I had it in my heart to build a house as a place of rest for the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, for the footstool of our God, and I made plans to build it. But God said to me, you are not to build a house for my name because you are a warrior and have shed blood. Now, let me just get this out of the way. I know I'm not David. I know that David building the temple was something much grander than what my dream was. And I go into all that in the book. And I'm not a warrior. Uh, The only blood that I think I've shed is my own. So I'm not saying I'm anything like David in this passage. But what God spoke to me through this is that here David had a dream that he thought was good. He thought it was for the Lord. And God, in essence, said, this is a good dream, David, but this dream is not for you. This is for your son. And David actually ends up helping set Solomon up to live in the dream that David thought he would live in himself. So I knew in that moment that I needed to surrender my dreams to God but I wasn't really sure what that looked like. And it would take years to go through this journey of getting my heart to align up with what I knew I needed to do. It would take years to work out this process of surrender. And through that, I realized that we throw words around in church like surrender and trust and following Jesus. 
But a lot of times we don't know what that practically looks like in our day-to-day lives. How do you surrender a dream that seems like a good dream, a dream that you've spent so much time trying to bring to life? How do you trust God with something that's so close to your heart? You know, we walked through the same journey with our family as our twins were born three months premature, as our youngest daughter, Sydney, was born with cystic fibrosis. How do you trust God with the dreams that you have for your family when those don't seem like they're going according to plan? If you have ever wrestled with this, if you've ever struggled to surrender, this book is for you because I share my messy process of figuring this out, but God's grace and his patience and his faithfulness and his kindness as he walked me through the process of surrender. And as he still continues to walk me through this process, because surrender is a daily decision. It is a moment by moment decision. It's a daily act of discipleship, of following Jesus. I love what Jesus says in John 12, and this isn't an easy verse to always love, but this is the verse to surrendering and truly living because this is what it looks like to let go. Jesus says in John 12, the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. You see, we can let go and trust God with our dreams because as disciples and followers of Jesus, we are called to let go and trust God with our entire life. It is only by losing our life, giving up control, realizing that God's plan and God's ways are better, that is when we find true life. That is when we can really live. And so this book is a step-by-step guide to what it looks like to let go. It's not an easy formula. It's not a quick fix, but it is a path that we can walk through, a path of surrender and a path of trust. And so in the book, I lay out four basic steps to surrendering and truly living. Number one, redefine your dream. Number two, release your grip. Number three, reclaim your purpose. And then number four, run your race. And when you are able to walk through those four steps, I believe that you're going to be able to finally reawaken your expectation that every day is full of purpose. And every day you can walk out and live out God's dream for your life and for this world and for his kingdom. And I believe he will give you new dreams to dream because dreams are beautiful gifts when they are surrendered before the Lord and laid at the feet of Jesus. So thank you once again for everyone who has ordered the book. Thank you for everyone who has encouraged me, who's prayed for me. I believe this book is gonna help you trust God in a deeper way. I think it's gonna help stir up new faith in you and bring to life new dreams in you because the message of this book and the message of my life and the message of the gospel is that Jesus can be trusted. He can be trusted with your dreams because he can be trusted with your life. So all that to say, if you're ready to go on this journey of surrender with me, buy this book, not just for yourself, buy some copies for a friend, for your family, and invite them into the process of trusting God with their whole life. All right. Thank you for just all your support with the book. Thank you for your support with the podcast. And I'll see you back here next week for more Dreamers and Disciples. Mm -hmm.